I do I clap? <laughs> so one, two, three. <laughs> one, two, one, three. One, two, three. <laughs> oh no. What is up guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome to our second episode of Punts with Pints, featuring the number <laughs> one punter in the poker land. You know him already probably, but if you don't, his name is Paul Punts. Welcome, welcome, Paul. What is up, Simon? Uh, really happy doing the second episode with you here. So welcome, guys, this time on Simon's channel. If you have not seen it, the first episode went live on mine, and it's also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast fix. So yeah, happy to do the second episode, beginning of 2024. Hell yeah. It sounds like we both got off to... 2024 with a pretty bad start i think both of us have been incredibly sick i think you do you have covid i did have covid yeah i i came like i spent new year's eve with a bunch of friends in the house and then came back on january the 1st and january the 2nd i was so positive you wouldn't believe it (laughs) (laughs) super positive yeah super positive yeah And the funny thing, though, is like none of my friends got it. So it must have been from somewhere else. I have no idea. Your patient zero, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Well, guys, just want to say a a very warm welcome to Paul. For those of you who don't know, Paul is also a cash game streamer playing a small and would you say mid stakes? Playing 25, playing 50? Like mini stakes, not micro stakes. Low stakes. We'll call it low stakes. Yeah. Let's call it low stakes. But Paul's another streamer. I'm sure a lot of you guys who follow me also watch him. But if you don't, make sure to go check him out on Twitch and YouTube as well. Obviously, I will leave all of the links, you know, wherever they fit. So before we get started, for those of the people who don't actually know, let's kind of give a bit of a background into what Punts with Pints actually is. <laughs> Basically, Paul and I were chatting for ages and we really wanted to get together and figure out a way to chat poker together that in a way that wasn't just kind of study based. And we wanted to have an opportunity for us to just chat about poker, chat about hands and have a bit of fun, to be honest. And we felt like there wasn't anything too similar out there. So we just decided that, hey, what the hell, we'll start filming a, a video podcast <laughs> and uh two episodes later here we are Um, and the premise is basically that we're going to get together we're going to drink a beer every episode we're going to share a beer chat some poker and yeah have a little bit of fun so um there's a a couple of of key segments which we've got lined up for you guys today again please do let us know in the comments what kind of stuff you guys are liking because these are kind of a, a loose evolving structure and we're gonna just yeah, have a bit of fun and, and see what you like and the the first cab off the rank obviously it's not punts without pints without pints <laughs> is it last time I, I brought a fancy glass but today we're gonna go straight og out of the bottle um but i will obviously hand the uh, the honors over to our guest paul here uh to kick us off with with his chosen pint for the day Thanks, Simon. It's so funny that you say you, you're you going to go straight to the bowel because 
I, I felt bad for only bringing a bottle last time, so I picked up a glass this time. <laughs> and clearly we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. But I do have, like, I have to show this. I got this as a gift uh, for my birthday last year. I have, like, this super cool bottle, bo- bottle opener. Does it chill? <laughs> yeah. You, it's like is that a an black ace. Of it is. It is the Ace of Spades. So, I, I it's it's like one p.m. right now, and it's Tuesday, but I'm still gonna go for the beer, non-alcoholic, and uh, not non-alcoholic. So, dry January is not a thing I'm doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm I'm a big fan of stouts. So today I brought a stout. Let me align this. And it has this, I don't even know what it is, but it's like, like it is a rabbit, but with antlers and wings. And it's also wearing like the German traditional dirndl dress, you know, from the Oktoberfest. (laughs) What's it called? The Lederhosen or something? Yeah, that's for for guys. Yeah. And dirndl is for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> See, guys, if you if you watch this channel, you're gonna learn a lot of things about German culture. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> All right, I'll pour it. I'll pour it. While while Paul's pouring that, I'll just say that Paul very kindly has taken the the quote unquote midday shift for both of our catch ups because obviously. Um, I'm in Australia and Paul is all the way over in Germany. So we have to, to film this at very different times. So right now it's 11 p.m. at night. So I'm drinking a beer at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday, which I don't know if that's any better or worse, maybe worse. And Paul's just a regular like Tuesday, I would say. Just a regular Tuesday. <laughs> um, Paul's so, there. At- um, I don't know if you're like a big fan of stouts, uh, but this is a bit light for my taste but i'll take a sip i'm a i'm a big big fan of of stouts actually i think maybe ne- maybe next time i'll have a stout i feel like they're, they're they have some really nice flavors you get some like notes of like coffee you get some chocolate notes you really? can get some really nice flavors mm-hmm. oh one other thing i should explain before you give us kind of your rundown of of the beer is that we we like to kind of play a bit of a fun game where we describe the taste of the beer with a poker starting hand. Um, so I think last time I had like, did I have an Ace 5 suited and you had a, was it a 7-5 or a 9-7 suited? No, it was 9-5 suited. Like nine it was a weird one. where suited. <laughs> It was like weird in the beginning, but then I explained that like if, if you do a really long session and every hand looks good at some point, and you're stuck deep and you're looking at nine five suited on the button and are like in love with the idea of the hand i love that explanation i love that explanation okay go on give us a give us a review what are we working with so like i i used to live in northern ireland so i am of course um i i grew up on uh guinness if you (laughs) know but um, it's not as dark as a Guinness. Like, it's a lighter flavor, bit coffee, malty, um, but feels feels like more of a summer stout, you know? It's like minus 10 degrees here, but this feels like a summer stout. So, so high, high sessionability. 
You could def- definitely you could drink a couple of them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you cannot really drink like more than two pints of Guinness, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, not a chance. I actually love that though. I don't mind like a stout that's got a bit of session ability because sometimes you drink those stouts and they're just so heavy and you like get halfway down and you feel like you've just had a milkshake. Yep, yep, yep. So, but it's so good if you, if you like skip on the meals and just drink a Guinness, then I think it's like, an Irish right. brunch or something. <laughs> Let's call it yeah, an Irish sure. brunch. <laughs> have you have you had lunch yet? Like maybe that could have been your lunch. It is. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So we we're gonna have a bit of fun once once yeah. Paul gets through beer, this. Beer beer on an empty stomach at one p.m. on a Tuesday. Nice. Uh, we're love living that. the good life. <laughs> Absolutely love it. And um, so. Yeah, comparing it to a hand, right? So that's the thing we do. So I'm not going to be as crazy as last time with the 9.5 suited. I think it's a solid one, but like not the best. So I would probably give it like the Jack 10 suited, but in early position. So kind of dicey. (laughs) Yeah, okay, okay. Is it almost like it looks... Like, as soon as the cards turn over, you get a little bit excited. You're like, ooh, this looks nice. And then you think about exactly. it a little bit more, and you're like, hold on a second. I'm in early position, and yeah. you've just been three yeah. bet. And you're like, eh. yeah. It's not the real deal. Like, if, if, if you say a Guinness would be the ace-king of spades, then this one is probably the jack-ten of spades. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're getting suit-specific now as well. <laughs> has to be has to be the black suit. <laughs> has to be the black suits love that and you've got the ace of spades bottle opener so you can't have the ace of spades because your your bottle opener is blocking that actually genius <laughs> i thought we were not going to talk about strategy so much and now you're coming up with blockers already uh, <laughs> Five yeah, minutes <laughs> sorry 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 um but but on to on to what i'm drinking today we've actually got a uh a stone and wood uh, Pacific Ale. Now, this particular beer is brewed in Australia. It's brewed in a place called Byron Bay, which is up in the north of Australia. And this kind of place is like super relaxed, like chilled out, lots of, <coughs> excuse me, lots of like surfing culture. And I've, I've definitely had this, this beer before, but it's what I had in my fridge. So <laughs> I bought it and it's, I think it's in general, it's it's a bit more of like a, a daytime session, high session ability beer as well. So good good to know that we're both on that. Um, but I, I haven't had one in a little while. And I as I said, like I've been sick, so I haven't really been drinking too much. So it'll yeah. be nice it's also, to see. I think it's like also my first drink of the year. <laughs> I think no. I had I had some on New Year's Day. I think I had some beers on New Year's Day. But apart from that, this is also my first drink. And of course, um, if you're Aussie, you have it in a stubby holder. You know, keep your hands <laughs> keep your hands from getting too cold. It's it's summer in Australia, isn't it? <laughs> it is summer. Yeah, it's like it was like thirty degrees today. Ooh. And well, first of all, cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers, how rude of me. But to have a sip before cheersing. Well, that's uh 
it's so funny to think that you guys in down under are like in full bloom summer and i'm going skiing next weekend <laughs> <laughs> i know it's crazy i was literally at the beach yesterday swimming in the ocean it was like perfect 30 degree day so so nice uh, it was amazing um so yeah so okay on to my my starting hand um i think like oh geez this is this is kind of a similar one i think this is because it's such like a a common beer like this isn't like from a brewery or anything like that i'm thinking that this is going to be used in like a common spot so this is like a, a bit the big blind of beers like you know this is the spot that you're playing all the bloody time um and it needs to be a hand with like pretty high playability as well so you're never folding this hand um but i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't say like you're too stoked on three betting it either so i i think i think we're looking at something like god this is gonna sound rough but like i'm thinking like queen eight suited queen eight of diamonds (laughs) so it's like it's like it seems like all right especially when you get open from the button you're kind of like uh yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'll call this you, but you don't really want to three bet it and you don't really want to fold it. It's just like your, your standard thing, but it's but it's it's suited, so it kind of looks sexy, right? Can't be bad if it's suited. <laughs> Can't be bad. Um, so yeah, and then we should we should also mention to to everyone one other thing that the other thing that we do that is quite fun with this game is what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to turn these hands. Um, that we name the beer of that episode into a kind of all-in situation the following week, if we can. Um, so I think we'll we'll potentially go over those hands later. I think we probably got a little bit off track because we haven't been playing that much, either of us in the new year, because we've been sick. Yeah. Um, and it's been Christmas and New Year's Eve, and like, let's be honest, everyone has a life uh, besides Volker. <laughs> Just a little bit of one just a little bit of fun yeah so i think i think we we have to commit to trying to bring these hands to life in the next episode um so it's gonna be tougher for you if because you specifically said in the big blind so uh waiting for queen eight suited in the big blind (laughs) (laughs) i mean you said you said early position though as well so we're we're naming two positions then (laughs) oh okay 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 i think yeah i i think we're gonna have to figure out (laughs) probably an easier way of doing this although to be fair if we're putting in the volume i feel like we should be hitting we should be hitting that hand I mean, what, what's the chance of getting any holding in one particular hand? Do you even know that? Like 1 to 240, I think. 1 to 240. Yeah, in any... Cool. So if we play 240 hands in yeah. in, in early position or big blind, technically, we <laughs> should get it. But it could take, yeah. obviously, way longer. And yeah. Although you could argue that, no, I guess we're going to see the same amount of hands. Anyways, we're getting too mathematical. Who cares? <laughs> we're not even 10 minutes into the episode and people are like blockers. Or they're talking about math, like turn off. 
get well, away from I'm this. Well, so, I'm so I'm like to to give everyone a peace of mind. I'm so bad at math, and I still play poker. So <laughs> I'm I'm like quite good at like basic math. Like if we're talking, you know, multiplication, like addition, all that stuff. I'm actually really really quick at that kind of stuff. But the second we start getting into like ratios and pot odds and like equity, my head sometimes starts just being like, <laughs> I'm going to test like, you. God, I don't know, 600, like 800 ish. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> no one check that. Please, please no one post that in the comments. <laughs> um, cool. So I think, what we did on on your channel when we did the first episode we basically had like kind of like a mini interview with me just so that your viewers could get to know me a little bit better and i think we just want to do the same for you um given that my my viewers already know my ridiculous personality but they haven't got necessarily a chance to to hear a bit more about the the paul punts um, story and I know a little bit about your backstory you know just from from knowing you and from chatting to you and I think um, it's 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 really interesting so I think all our viewers would would love to, to know more about you so the first question I have for you is how did you start playing poker <laughs> so there is a story before streaming like the very first steps of my poker existence and they happened in 2006 so I was 18 years old back then, and I went to the movies with my girlfriend, and we watched the new uh, James Bond movie, Casino Royale. And I think a ton of people got into poker through uh, Daniel Craig um, gambling against uh, Mats Mikkelsen, a really good actor, by the way. Um, I think that was the first movie I saw with him, but I really enjoy him up to this day. And yeah, the way they gambled for like millions of dollars in these most ridiculous poker hands. Like now that you know something about poker, you see how ridiculous the spots are in the movie. <laughs> but back then, I didn't even know the rules of yeah, Texas Hold'em. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I want to play this game. <laughs> I mean, now that you've seen it, would you actually like to play with James Bond at the table? I feel like you would take all yeah. of his money. <laughs> definitely definitely he basically like if, if you rewatch the scenes he basically check calls the nuts in every single scene <laughs> so what you're what you're telling me is that james bond is actually a whale <laughs> he is he or really is, is. is he a nit uh, no is he's he a check- whale because he's, he's rich a- and he's funded by the British government, so his bankroll <laughs> is like unlimited. <laughs> unlimited. That's so good. That's so good. So, so yeah. would you would you ever consider filming an intro for your channel that's you in a tuxedo and I'm just imagining you two around and be like punts. Paul punts. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. Why Why did I not think of this? Uh, I see you're the more creative one. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, license to fish. And it's like a little fishing rod in your hand or something. <laughs> I don't own a fishing rod, but... I'll think about buying one just for this intro. <laughs> <laughs> that that actually brings up... I think I've got another a question just to follow up on that. Um, 
so what do you think then if that's what the kind of movies are like what do you think the kind of expectation versus reality is of poker like you know those memes where it's like how my friends see me like how my mom sees me how like my class sees me how i see me what what do you think that difference is between how everyone else in the world sees poker players and and how we see each other yeah i i think many people think that you are like taking part in illegal gambling rings and like are sitting in a basement with some criminals and then I don't know, betting like a thousand dollars at a time. I know when uh, my cousin, I, I spoke to my cousin a couple of months ago and told him about like this whole streaming thing and explained to him what I'm playing. And then I told him the limits I'm playing. And he was like, so your big blind is 50 euros and you sit at the table with 5,000 euros. Is that what you're telling me? And I was like, no, man. <laughs> Oh my god, can you imagine? 50k yeah. NL? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> sure, yeah, I've just got I've got 50k euros yeah. just sitting around to play but at any given I, time. I must say like back in 2006 after watching the movie, I uh looked online of course uh how to play poker, like I didn't go straight to the casino. I thought I would play online. And then um I was like super excited that there was already this whole ecosystem running like i did not know anything about that and no one in my surroundings in my like in my friend's group knew anything about poker at all so it was like this whole new thing i discovered which uh, felt really special and i was really happy to start playing i started on party poker back in the day playing sit and ghosts as most uh New players in 2006, I assume, uh, started playing. I think Phil Galfon started playing sit and go some party poker. <laughs> Isn't it nuts though? Like you, you hear the stories of some of those guys like Tom Dwan, like Durr and, and that kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah, I started playing $6 sit and goes. And then like you see them on TV and they're playing for like million dollar pots. And you're like, yeah. And then you think of us and we're like, we've been playing for, for 18 years and now we're playing... 50 nl russian cash <laughs> well in my defense I had, <laughs> in my defense i have to say i played like i was still in high school at that time and i played a lot but uh, once i graduated high school i basically stopped playing and cashed out my entire bankroll because i had uh to buy beers at in university so <laughs> I was playing I was playing up to NL100 back in the day so it was like 2008 2009 and um yeah I had a bankroll of like $20,000 at that time so it was pretty uh, cool but then I was like okay I have to go to university I have to pay rent I have to pay like expenses and mostly beer so <laughs> cashed out my so, entire bankroll <laughs> What you're telling me is that you could have started this podcast like 10 15 years ago easily <laughs> i could have i could have but like the proper way for me to live was to go to university and get a degree <laughs> boring but yeah super I boring did the same thing yeah. i did the exact same thing just yeah. to fund that sweet sweet bankroll so we can just wail it all off every week <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> tell me tell me then what, what, what do you actually love about the game then uh, I have a childish answer to this question and then like a proper one. So let's start with the proper one. I used to play a lot of chess as a kid. 
and I was always like fond of strategy games. So be it computer games, uh, played a lot of like um, round-based strategy games in my youth. And um, I think poker is like the perfect mix of excitement and strategy. So I don't think there's another game that features um, this level of playing mathematically, but also playing the opponent you're facing. So it's like war, and I love that. The childish answer, I um, when I started out playing, I was really Mm -hmm. fond of like the whole casino feeling. So the poker chips, the poker mats, everything around that, like the, the whole gimmicky stuff with all right, so we have casino chip quality with 14 grams, and then we have ceramic chips and all this stuff. I like really nerded out and um, I splurged a lot in 2007, I think, on a casino set from the Dunes Casino in Vegas. So that was the casino that was um, on the spot where the Bellagio is nowadays. So before that, and I splurged a lot of money on like a set of casino chips from the dunes that was sent to me from Vegas. <laughs> That's epic. I still have it to this day and I still use it in like home games with friends. So, yeah. So you've had it all this time and they're still in perfect condition. Yeah. Well, in, in, in the last home game I played like two months ago, I think, uh, one of my friends accidentally um cracked one of the chips and i was like oh, all right it's fine but deep in my heart <laughs> i cried <laughs> it was actually making a crack in your heart <laughs> yeah because these chips are like super expensive i think i paid nearly two dollars per chip oh my god yeah and th- and like for those for anyone who like doesn't know i'm sure everyone watching this has played poker but like for a home poker set, you need like a lot of chips because you need multiple different variations. You need pretty big stacks. Like it's not un, it's not abnormal to have like a 250, a 500 chip poker set yeah. like regularly. So that means, yeah. you know, you're dropping like 500 bucks on one of those, not including the case and everything else that I'm sure comes with it. So yeah. are we looking, we're not looking at over a grand, are we? <laughs> yeah, my set is 500 chips and I Jesus. got the casing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I you was could've... a Nano 100 crusher, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you could afford beer for a year at university back then for, yeah. for that chip set. That's insane. So that then, is insane. You, you're, you're playing, you started off playing, and then, you know, when did you make the decision to start streaming? And, and why did you do that? Um, that basically happened end of 22, I think. So 2022, I started streaming on Twitch and then also uploading stuff to my YouTube channel because I was basically uh, copying the stuff I like to watch myself. And I have like a background in digital marketing, so it made sense. I knew a lot of like about the editing process, about ad revenue, online marketing, etc. So I really thought to myself, like, if I could do without, like, whatever I want without thinking about money, what would I do? And that was basically it. (laughs) 
And so then cool. I just started and was like, I talked to my wife about it and she was super supportive and said, okay, well, try it out. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, well, at least you tried. So that was the decision so, back in 2022 to say, all right, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> and was that like a, a, like a moment where you were like, you know, okay, I'm going to give this like a red hot crack or was it like, were you, were you thinking... I'm just going to try this for a while or was it just, I'll just do one stream and see what happens. No, no. I'm like, because I know about the business a bit. Um, I, I was certain that like the first couple of months would be harsh <laughs> and um, like not disheartening, but definitely frustrating at some point. Uh, Tell because me about you that. cannot like, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you cannot grow an audience from day one. Like you have to keep at it for a couple of months. So my timeline was to give myself a year to see how it goes and then reevaluate after one year. And that was in, I think it was like in September last year, um, where I had to sit down and was like, okay, is this something I really want to keep doing? Is it worth my time? Um, and yeah, here we are. <laughs> and I mean, if anyone who has seen Paul's channel, I think it's a massive testament to you. You insanely good at just posting content all the time. Like every time, I swear every time I, I, I feel like I wake up sometimes after having watched one of your videos and I wake up and there's another video already there. I'm just like video, <laughs> video, 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 like content content it's just insane yeah. so i think you've done like just an, an amazing job so i'm sure that's why people you know in like like following you because you constantly release new stuff and is that yeah. did you like a achieve what you thought you would in a year or did you surpass it or you know how how do you how did you end up so, after a year yeah so it's like a mixed bag because I I am like personally um not the most patient person so I want things to work out quickly. <laughs> and after one year like I did have some collaborations which I was looking forward to. I did have like some steady growth on the channel. So on the one hand, I was pretty satisfied because I gathered like a million views per month and I was really proud of that. And per month, like in our, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. And in our poker niche, like especially when you play online, if you look at other channels, like most people are not generating that many views. So I was no, really proud of that. Yeah. But of course, I also post like a maniac. <laughs> Yeah, that's an understatement. So, like, if people if people only post once per week, of course they're not gonna generate a ton of views. But I post like twice a day <laughs> on YouTube alone. So, and then on some days it's three times per day. So, um, yeah. So I I just generate a lot of content because I know it like it will work out in the long run. Amazing. And, but of course, on the other hand, like um nowhere near where i want to be eventually so okay at some so, point like i think i i just want to enjoy the process and like i really enjoy doing what i'm doing so i'm not looking at the numbers every single day like i think that's a bad way to go at it yeah completely but, i mean it's so hard to to avoid that stuff like i know i i'm definitely guilty of 
going in every now and then and look at the analytics and the yeah. other thing is that I um for those of you who don't know like when you post a video every time you post a new video on YouTube it gives you like a ranking um yeah. on that video out of like one to ten as to like how it's performing compared to your like the previous video or your other videos at that time and so like when you ha- you post a new video and then like two days later you see it's like ranking eight out of ten or like ten out of ten you're like oh my god this is a shit video yeah. like, what, what's <laughs> going on and then like then two days later it like picks back up and it like skyrockets or whatever and you're like oh i was just worrying yeah. for no reason so i think that's a I think that's an important thing is just to like follow the process, I guess, and, and go from there. But you, you touched on the fact that you've kind of got some, some bigger, uh, bigger vision and some bigger goals. Do you want to like talk to us a bit about what those are? So, well, this are year, these, are in... these top secret? Are these classified? <laughs> not really. Not really. I like, if I can make it, I have, Two different goals. I have. I really want to go to the WSOP this year to this go year? to Vegas. Yeah. Damn, dude, you're gonna need to start grinding if you want to get that that entrance fee. It's 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 a no, ten thousand dollars entrance. The people watching or listening to this need to keep liking my videos. That's the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna first. grind out my 10k buy-in for the main event by playing nl50 it's not gonna work this way <laughs> now you're gonna get that sweet sweet ad revenue <laughs> yeah we need we need someone to sponsor the both of us to fly to vegas and then punt around a bit and make some cool stuff happen like we have streamers who are playing nl10 and are attending the wsop main event like why can't it be us <laughs> i have seen that there are some other streamers who yeah get sponsored by their their poker side that they play on and stuff like that and go play which is yeah. so cool man like that would just yeah. be a dream come true so so sorry that's your that that would be a goal would be yeah. to go to the wsop and then yeah. what else and then if if i can make it i would like to move up on to nl 200 by the end of the year Whoa. so that's the other big one uh online poker related i don't know if it'll work because i was struggling quite a bit in the last couple of months on nl 50 <laughs> yeah. but yeah yeah i know i know you said you were like weren't running that great i i'm i'm interested like and this is maybe i know we're, we're in the middle of chatting about your um your your kind of interview but I just want to know, like, for for the people out there who are, you know, potentially looking at moving up stakes, um, who are who are maybe stuck at a stake, like, what what kind of things do people need to be thinking about when they're moving up? Like, is it just about skill? Is it just about bankroll? Like, what what do you think the the key is? So, if if you are good at tilt control bankroll is not a big issue i think i always tell like people if they want to move up they should take shots as early as possible because the limit itself it does change but not that much i think the bigger issue is like a psychological one that people feel like once they move up and the stakes double they feel like they have to step up their game or play differently and that's usually like the first step of uh, losing a lot of money while moving up because you mostly you don't have to change the fundamentals 
Like, they're still valid. It doesn't matter if you're playing NL10 or NL100. Like, the, the pre-flop play will stay the same. Um, it's basically just solid poker. Like, people are not doing anything crazy at NL100. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but then what happens a lot for people who are moving up in stakes is they lose a couple of buy-ins, and because the stakes are doubled, they start tilting and try to win the money back as quickly as possible and then like this whole roller coaster starts and they burn their whole bankroll in like three sessions so i feel like you're you're telling my life story right now <laughs> uh, yours mean, and if, yeah <laughs> if, if you haven't if you haven't punted off your, your bankroll at least like five times on a tilt session <laughs> uh then you haven't lived <laughs> But no, I think that's I think that's a really good advice, and I think the other thing as well is that because what happens is like you get used to the stake that you're playing, and once you've been playing at it for a while, it it the chips don't really feel like money, and it's fine. You're confident, whatever, um, especially when you're you're rolled for it. But mm-hmm. for some reason, I think often when you move up for that first time all of a sudden you think about the money because you go, oh, I'm not playing at this. I'm now playing at double this. And then so when, yeah. when so, you know, the first time someone shoves all in on you, you're like, well, this is double. This is a double. <laughs> this is like a 200 big, big, big blind pot now. So it feels quite daunting. And then what, what happens is your mind shifts from thinking about the poker hand to thinking about the money, which is a very, you know, poor way of thinking. And I think that's good advice if you can like, focus on doing those same like key fundamentals i mean the the stakes are 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 really not that different yeah i agree like i have the same problem when i I sometimes go play live at the casino here in hamburg and the lowest stakes they offer is nl 200 but it's usually um it's it's a straddled game so it usually plays like two five and the biggest pot I played there was nearly a thousand euros. And although I got the money and with the nuts and the redraw to the nuts, I was still shaking like crazy uh, when like all the money uh, was in front of me, you know? So like I have sympathy just... for everyone struggling with the money aspect because it's just the thing like that's it's one of the biggest like difficulties in poker i think yeah yeah shout out to to people like raf darker who um <laughs> i saw i don't know if you saw his stream the other day but like it's so funny because i was watching him stream like 10 and l he's doing like a bankroll challenge and then um the next day someone one of his viewers like a rich viewer rolled him to play 1k nl <laughs> and so he's he's all of a sudden playing 1k nl and he Honestly, I swear to God, he does not play any different. He will still go for like crazy, like, <laughs> like 2x, um, like 200 big blind all in shoves with like nothing. Like he just like plays the hand exactly like he would play, like super aggressive. And like, this is despite playing a limit that's a hundred times higher than what he was playing yeah. before. So yeah. anyways, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a skill that is, I think definitely built over time, but also I think some people naturally just have this, this fearless nature to them. Yeah. The um, degen factor. <laughs> the the degen factor. Yeah. I mean, I sugarcoat it a little bit, but let's be honest. It's a, it's a degen factor. <laughs> um, and, and 
tell me so do you think could could you ever play poker full time um without the content creation side of it i don't think i would because i'm not a big fan of like sitting at the table for 10 hours and grinding it out so i like i i talked to um david k poker another streamer and poker pro and uh we have like uh like ongoing chat thing going and i was talking to him about the exact same thing because his streaming schedule is quite intense he streams like six days a week for seven hours or something uh, it's really crazy and i talked to him like what what do you enjoy about uh poker more the content creation side of it or the playing side of it yeah and he said he enjoys playing more than like editing videos and doing all the social media stuff and that's where it hit me that i actually enjoyed the whole content creation part of things way yeah, more wow. than the playing yeah yeah it's so interesting and 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 what about and what about the the streaming side of things because that that's another whole element then isn't it because there's playing there's streaming and then there's the the content side yeah so if if i wouldn't be streaming my win rate would definitely be higher because i could just concentrate uh completely on playing poker but that's that has never been my goal so i always wanted to do the streaming thing with poker so poker i just as you mentioned it in our last episode like they're Poker is hits the sweet spot because it's like a thing I love to do, and it gives me an opportunity to create content on the go, to follow mm. the creator side of things. Yes, yeah, massively. Yeah, you know, nailed that. Okay, so then, and and you kind of touched on this a little bit already in terms of like what your your goals are, but what what's your kind of what, what's the plan for? for Paul Punts this year in terms of streaming and, and content specifically? Um, I know it will sound crazy, but put out more. <laughs> double down. <laughs> yeah, so really double down on the creation side of things. Still do more like fun formats like we're doing here. Um, really dabble into like more collaboration type of things uh do more like themed streams do more um, maybe also like play some new formats so definitely like have a bit more fun than just grinding cash games all of the time on street <laughs> mm, mm. yeah i mean that's I, I i feel like once you've gone to a point that you feel like you are happy with kind of where that is at um, then I think it's a lot of fun. I think this, this is the crazy thing about poker is like we, we're using the term poker very loosely because obviously there's lots of different types of, of poker. We're talking about like Hold'em, cash games and like often specifically like fast fold or like Russian cash or Zoom or whatever you want to call it. But like that's one like microcosm of the poker that's available there's there's you know plo there's like five card stud there's like you know all kinds of things that i don't yeah. even know and like a lot of those games i think especially plo is the one that i have always like been interested in but i'm like and, and it's actually i'm interested i have some interest in in playing tournaments but right now i'm like i, c I can't possibly 
put the the time and focus into yeah. <laughs> more than one format because if I do anything else than than playing cash games right now, I think my head will explode. There's just an a never ending amount of of um of knowledge and things to learn. But yeah, I I, I fully hear you on on doing some like different you know things. I think theme streams is super fun as like a concept for me like. I love the streaming side. Like the streaming is the thing yeah. I enjoy the most, like connecting with an audience, like chatting to people, like, cause I feel like for me, I feel like I'm just, you know, chatting to a mate, but there are lots of, lots of mates, you know, while yeah. you're kind of doing something that you love. So I think the streaming side of this, of it is so fun. And I think that there is a probable lack of kind of entertaining and like unique content in the poker space because it is mostly just like hey i'm playing for like seven hours today come watch yeah. me grind for until oblivion <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 there's so, um, there's like a thing where i have the feeling you you can learn from those right so for example i had talked about david k i think he's a brilliant player and i definitely like every time i watch him uh, i learn something new but I, I do not watch him for entertainment purposes. So it's something different. And then, of Completely. course, if I tune into your stream and you hunt off stacks one by one, <laughs> it's way more entertaining than watching someone grind it out. So, um... <laughs> well, I'm... That's accidental entertainment then, because I'm actually not. I'm not even trying to to entertain. But that's just that's just me being bad at poker and just punting stacks off. But I'm glad that someone else is getting entertained by it. That's all I can hope for. It's it's also about the way you react to it, right? So if you get mad because you get cooler than the spot, or like um, the comments you make, they're so much more entertaining than. Like I, I tend to be quite cold when I get cooler because I've seen it too many times. But I really appreciate when people like really show their emotions when they lose. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's so funny because like it's actually pretty sicko. But I, I don't know if I mentioned. I might have mentioned this in the first episode. But sometimes when I'm like streaming and. I'll be in like a really big hand and, and like, I'll get like face facing like a massive raise or a jam or something. And I'm just there thinking, I'm just like, Oh man, like, I can't believe I'm about to get bad beat again. And then the sicko side of me is like, I kind of hope I get bad beat again. So it makes some good <laughs> content. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I mean, that's, that's the, the one good thing about like creating content as well. It's like, you know, Hey, at least if I'm going to get like, really sick bad beats it's gonna make like a great video <laughs> totally totally couldn't agree more <laughs> it's like the the safe version of of jackass you know doing doing dumb shit just because yeah. it's funny for the camera definitely um cool well that is a massive massive insight i think into you know everything that you're doing and i think it's i think it's really exciting everything that you've got going on uh, in terms of streaming and god i hope you do get to the world series and if you do I'm, if you make I'm a taking vlog, you with me <laughs> yes oh i'm coming with i'm hopefully coming with and would would love to would, would do a vlog that would be that would be so fun but um 
Yeah, so ho- hopefully there's going to be some exciting coming this year in terms of content as well as poker. So I think it's the the good thing about the the poker community is that for the most part, apart from a few trolls, everyone is is super supportive and willing to like discuss poker and and also for anyone watching this video, please do join the discords and come in and and post hands and or chat poker or chat or don't chat poker, chat chat life, <laughs> chat whatever. Um it's just good to hang out so yeah more than welcome for everyone to join but we've we've taken a lot of time as we did in the the first episode with with kind of the interview portion which is fine because i think we wanted to to really use these first couple of episodes just to introduce ourselves so that you guys get a bit more of an insight into who we are and kind of what our goals and hopes and dreams are but but we in the future episodes are going to have a bit more of like a, a a format that's based around playing some hands and and potentially won't be as long as these these first initial episodes but we'll, we'll i won't hold us to that because i think once we get talking with it with a beer we, do, we don't really stop um <laughs> so people have to bear with us for the first couple of sessions and then <laughs> that's it then then we'll get better or maybe we won't so one of the segments that we we came up with for in the first one was a heat check and that is to find out how cold or hot uh we are running so should we get to it <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's going to be a short one for me. So if I might start out, I have only played one session in 2024 so far. So it's uh, January the 9th right now. So only played one session due to me having COVID and not being able to really focus. And that went, it went okay-ish. Like I did not dump 20 stacks or something, but I ended up losing like four or five stacks. (laughs) That's okay. Was yeah. it, was it, was it, what do you think happened? Was it, did you actually play bad or run bad or? Uh, I I think it could have gone the other way too. Like it, it was just standard, like cooler stuff. I, I had like pocket jacks in the small blind versus ace king in the big blind. Then we got the money in pre-flop. He was a reg. So uh, we ran it twice. I lost both runouts, uh, stuff like that. Then I ran. Again, small blind versus big blind, ran queens into aces, lost the stack. And then in the four bet pot, turned two pair against the flop flush, lost the stack. Yeah. So nothing, I mean, nothing to be that worried about by the sounds of it. Exactly. Like I, I, I went through the hands as I usually do after the session. And I was like, yeah, I would have played it the same way in my seat and in their seat. So. I always say, like, when when you would have done nothing differently than what your opponent did, and your play is fine, then this will just flip around at some point, and the stacks you lose don't really matter. <laughs> yeah, completely, completely. And I think that's another thing that, um, you know, is, is hard to put your head around as a beginning player of this idea of like and i i mean obviously i'm sure you you hear me complain about being running below ev all the time but um i think you know what one of the things that we we don't think about is this long-term mindset of like you know not just thinking about you know the last ten thousand hands which to some people sounds like a lot but you know for people who play poker regularly ten thousand hands is like 
nothing. Like we need to be talking yeah. like a million hands before you'll start to find out whether or not you're a winning player or not. I hope we don't have to play a million hands at micros though. <laughs> Holy shit, please no. I've I've I played a lot last year and and yeah, that's that this year I'm I'm planning on on moving up because it's it's too soul destroying. Do, do you know how many hands you played in 2023? I think I played more in 2022 than 2023. I think 2022 I played about half a million and 2023 <laughs> 2023 I played like 200k, maybe 250k. So, all right. All right. 200k. Yeah, I think I played I think I played 200,000 hands in 2023. And like that's not much if you really think about it. So nah, that's two two hundred k hands is like playing like solid sessions, uh, maybe like three days a week. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's it's definitely doable. Like it's yeah, especially if you're playing like four tables of Russian cash, you can get through hands so quickly. Yeah, yeah, playing four tables, you clock in at what one thousand hands per hour, I think. So yeah, about that. It, it's not really that much if you think about it. Yeah, no, it goes super quick. Um, so my heat check for this for the first week, I well in the last week I played eleven and a half thousand hands, and <laughs> this this graph tells a bit of a, a roller coaster to st- roller coaster story. So I basically started off the week just absolutely smashing it and playing so well and i was like so happy with myself and it was so crazy <laughs> because it was literally like I, I can't remember what happened but i i took like an hour break or something because i had to go and make some dinner or something i've been playing so well and then i i came back on and i just had the most soul destroying like hour <laughs> of my life like it was it was it was a Russian cash Friday, so they did like double cash drops, and I think it 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 all started with one ha- with a failed bluff, and I think you know that's that's definitely something that I've I've learnt can tilt me because when you bluff all in, when you when you when you bluff and it was a big stack as well, it was like one hundred and fifty big blinds, went for an all in bluff and just got absolutely called down by the nuts. Bluff straight into the nuts. You just feel like such an idiot, and you just like are like, I could have easily avoided that. And then you think about, like, was that even a good bluff? You question yourself, and then you kind of spiral. And then that on top of this, like on a Russian Cash Friday, I would never recommend being tilted on a Russian Cash Friday because, um, basically, what it is for for everyone who doesn't know is there's like these like bomb pots where essentially. GG throw in like an extra half a stack or like a quarter of a stack just to create action and people just go ballistic like people are just going all in with like any two cards like it's crazy and so after that I got into like three bomb pots and just lost like one after the other after the other (laughs) and I was just like they're just like surely I just win one of these and I just didn't I just did not um, and that just tilted me. And honestly, like you can see in the graph here, like in the space of, of, oh my God, in less than a thousand hands, I lost 10 buy-ins. 
Yeah, it it, it does that look is... like it, it does look like the sinking of the Titanic, just with no survivors. Like not even Kate Winslet, all dead. No, <laughs> no, Kate, Kate, Kate is long dead. So yeah, so basically, so then I had this absolute meltdown, and I was just like, I was just so frustrated because. And then, I, you know, this is what happens. You start getting these doom and gloom thoughts. You're like, how have I started the year with like a tilt session already? Like, this is horrible. And then I just went like psycho refocus mode. Like I I went and like I did three study sessions in a row. Um, and I like kind of just grinded for a little bit. Nothing happened. And then I just like went these full, I had a couple of like full focus sessions where I was like headphones on just like basically, I don't even think, I think I had my headphones in and no music playing. That's how like okay. in the zone I was. It was weird. Um, was this streamed? No, it wasn't streamed. And that was weird. the other thing as well, you know, exactly like you talked about. So these couple of sessions, I was just like absolutely in the zone. And yeah, ran, ran also like ended up running like, pretty good the exact opposite of what you just said where i had like the ace king and won two runouts in a row yeah um just just binked a couple of things like that which worked out really well grinded it up like massively like i'm talking i won i won up to a maximum you can see there i won up to 16 buy-ins in like 3k hands and then rans ran insanely bad um, after that in like one session again and like four binds below EV in like one second. And then you would have just seen the, the session that I just had on stream, like right before this, yeah. um, where we won like three buy-ins and yeah. I think played, played pretty solidly. So it's, it's swingy, but I think it looks solid. So yeah, better I'm up happy. than down. <laughs> better up than down better up than down now i'm i'm happy um and now i just need to keep it going so that is our heat check for the week all right guys so to to end this episode because we are running massively over time um could not stop talking um but it's, it's, been fun. it's the beer it's the beer <laughs> it's the beer i know um next thing we're gonna have a marathon podcast uh, if, if this podcast goes any longer, we'll be in trouble. Um, but no, what we wanted to do was take you guys through some of the hands which were, were challenged to get all in with in the last episode. So again, as the, the guest, do you want to do the honors, Paul? Yeah, so as a refresher in last episode, I rated my beer as a night five suited. And the idea was now to have me play 9-5 suited in a big pot uh, on stream and film it. And this is what came out of it. Enjoy. 9-5 suited. We finally have the hand for the podcast challenge. So let's go. From above, welcome. So the challenge was to play a hand we named on the podcast. And I picked nine five to describe the beer I had on the podcast. So now I have to go crazy with this one. So let's go for the three bets. Pick it up. Easy game. 
<laughs> so I have already fulfilled the channel uh, challenge. That was too easy. That was too easy. Imagine the board like nine with the flush draw. That was pretty sweet. I suited. All right. I have already fulfilled the challenge from the Punts and Pints podcast yesterday. But let's try and do it again. And you know we have to, right? Go for the four bet here. So the first hand we finished by just three betting pre-flop. So let's see if this one is more interesting. Might just get jammed on. <laughs> uh, no, we pick it up. Let's go. So I double pass the challenge. <laughs> we want to do it again with the 9-5. So if you guys have not heard, we have a challenge going from the first episode of the Puns and Pines podcast with Simon Stacks, where we have until the next episode to fulfill the challenge. And my challenge is to win pots with 9-5 suited. <laughs> and I already won two, <laughs> but I'm going to do it again. Let's go for the hat trick. <laughs> That's not a good board for us, but oh my, he's also such a station. 45-5, just got a barrel. The king is a really good barreling card though. Oh, let's put on the gas. Oh, this might cost me so much money. Fold. Don't bluff stations, guys. It's not worth it. Yes, <laughs> show him. Show him the 9-5. Punish him. <laughs> yeah, as you can see, I did not manage to play an all-in pot, but I barreled off with 9-5 and took it down, so really proud of that. And because I did not go all-in, I played three pots and won all three of them, so pretty proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> pat on the back, pat on the back. Maybe you just need to incorporate more 9-5 suited into your game plan. Maybe need to update those pre-flop charts that you got. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna do Queen 8 suited for you and Jack 10 of spades, I said. Jesus Christ, what did I get myself into? In early position. Okay. <laughs> I I think we'll we'll forgive you if it's not early position. We'll allow you to, to do some Jack 10 suited madness. I'll try. I'll try my best. I'll try my you best. You try your best. And <laughs> and same thing for me. I'll, I mean, I don't know where else I'll be playing Queen 8 uh, suited from, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Punts and Pints. Firstly, golf clap, round of applause for Paul Punts. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on my channel this time. It was a pleasure hosting you and, and hearing a bit about your poker story and your goals and yeah i'm very excited to to see all the content that you're going to be putting out these theme streams which you have promised us i'll say <laughs> very looking forward to those and guys please make sure if you have enjoyed this if you're still here now thank you so much i'm sure many of you have have, have gotten bored of us jabbering by now but if you're still here thank you so much for watching if you haven't already please do make sure to give this video a thumbs up share it and also make sure you guys are subscribed to both mine and paul's channels so that you guys can be notified when the new episodes come out um there's going to be some more episodes of this i think like it's a really fun format that we're enjoying um we're going to keep it going for a little bit so again yeah anything else to add paul before we finish off 
I just want to wish all the listeners and viewers good luck at the tables and don't punt as much (laughs) and enjoy a beer or two. And tell your friends about this podcast. It's brand new. (laughs) It's brand spanking new. Also, Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and all that stuff because it's been that. Yeah, yeah. I still have my Santa hat here from the Christmas (laughs) session. (laughs) That's 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 for the next themed one. That's that's coming soon. No, but th- right, thank guys. you guys all so much. We'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye bye.